Hello everyone, I'm Christopher Linfont, and welcome to Nest Talk, the most elite Baltimore Ravens podcast on the internet. Today we're going to talk about a lot of things. Um, first of all, we're going to start off with the Kansas City Chiefs recap um, against the Baltimore Ravens game. And of course, we do have to talk about some situations at the quarterback position and another situation developing at the right tackle position. Uh, we'll talk about some other abstract ideas and of course the Ravens playoff chances and the three matchups key to the Ravens' victory on Sunday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, so first off, uh, the Ravens versus Chiefs game was a very good game. I have to hand it to the Ravens. I did not give them a chance at all to win this game. I thought that they were going to lose it pretty easily, but they were able to come in and do a whole lot of damage to the Chiefs. The defense played outstanding. They held the ball. Um, I'm sorry, they held the Chiefs to only scoring 24 points in regulation. This is the lowest, um, if I remember correctly, that the Chiefs scored in regulation in the entire season. Um, and the offense was able to match the blows the Chiefs were giving them. Um, overall, it was a great game, but the Ravens could not pull it out in overtime. Um, and the real problem that caused that was the offense could not finish where the defense started. You know, the defense holds the Kansas City Chiefs forever. Eventually, you have to score some sort of points. Um, and the Ravens just couldn't do that. They weren't scoring enough points. Um, and, you know, 24 points against the Chiefs isn't going to win you a whole lot of games. Uh, they, they weren't able to beat the Chiefs that way. The Chiefs' offense always comes out of situations and makes plays, um, and the Ravens' defense couldn't stop them at the end after, you know, doing a very good job um, throughout the game. But overall, the Ravens' and Chiefs game, um, it was a pretty good game. I haven't had a chance to watch the tape yet. I will do that by Saturday. This week is pretty hectic for me, so we're not going to get too in-depth here because I haven't seen the tape yet and haven't been able to break it down and write my uh, Ravens retrospective review article. That will come out on Saturday, and you can view that on BaltimoreFeather.com. Um, the biggest news of the day is Joe Flacco has been benched. Um, Ravens quarterback Joe Flacco has led the team for the past 10 years now, um, and he's been benched today. Um, not a huge surprise after Lamar Jackson playing, you know, decent enough to get the Ravens wins. Flacco obviously is getting older. The Ravens want to move after, on after his contract this year, and it just hasn't really panned out this year for Flacco. Um, he started off well, kind of, you know, the offense kind of got muddled up in the middle of the year, or in the middle of his playing year, I should say. Um, and then he got injured his hip. Uh, he injured his hip against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it just was kind of, it was just kept going downhill for the Ravens and Flacco at that point. Um, and Lamar Jackson coming in, start, starting 3-0, and almost being the Chiefs, very difficult to pull him out. This is more of a business decision, in my opinion. I don't think that Lamar Jackson gives him the better chance to win. I think Joe Flacco, honestly, gives him the better chance to win, especially with what he brings to the passing game. But the way, you know, things are going, Joe Flacco's contract is huge. The Ravens want to offload it this year. Um, I understand that this is a business decision. I would have liked Flacco to, to you know, continue the year, play it out, but the Ravens uh, obviously had other plans. I think this is more of an institutional or organizational change than, you know, John Harbaugh saying, look, uh, Lamar Jackson gives us the best chance to win right now. I think that this is, you know, more of Eric DaCosta and Steve Bishotti sitting down and saying, look, we have a situation, a quarterback. We're not going to bring Flacco back next year. His contract is too high for us to bring back. We can't afford him, um, and he's not what he used to be. Um, so we're going to just go ahead and push Lamar into this position. You're already seeing a change at quarterback. We've seen a change at general manager coming. The Ravens may see a change at head coach by the end of 2019, I'm sorry, by the end of this year, the start of 2019 as well, 
Uh, I originally thought that John Harbaugh um, would be back, and this is what I was referencing by abstract things, like what's going to happen with John Harbaugh. I thought John Harbaugh would be back in 2019, so long as he makes the playoffs with the Ravens here. Um, but, you know, his future's in doubt as long as, you know, the Ra- if the Ravens don't make the playoffs, he's not coming back regardless. If they do, I still think his future is in doubt, especially if this is a move by the organization making the change of quarterback. If they are going above his head or if they convince him to do this, then I think that John Harbaugh's time in Baltimore is com- would be coming to a close at this point because there are reports that there could be a mutual um, split between the two, uh, the organization and Harbaugh by the end of the year or after the year. Um, and you know what? This looks like it could be heading this way if this wasn't his entire decision, which it very well may have not been. It could have been his decision, um, but I think that you know, if you've lived and died by Joe Flacco for 10 years straight, I think if I'm John Harbaugh, I would have put Joe Flacco in you know, as my best chance to make the playoffs moving forward. But uh, that's not the case here. That's not what he did. He chose Lamar Jackson. Uh, nothing wrong with choosing Lamar Jackson. He's a very good player, but I think that this is you know, not going to be the best way for the Ravens to win. And I think that this is also a decision that John Harbaugh didn't fully make himself, that he was influenced by the higher-ups in the organization. That's just my opinion. What I think happened uh, is this all factual. Obviously not. I don't know what's going on in the organization, but this is how I'm reading it. This is what I think is being done. Um, what does that mean for the Ravens' past? Uh, I'm sorry, the Ravens' present and future with Flacco. Um, and then Flacco himself, his present and future. Look, obviously Flacco isn't part of the present or the future right now. He'll be the backup quarterback for the rest of this year, and he'll be offloaded this this um, this offseason. Whether he's cut, whether he's traded, um, one of the two things. I don't think they're going to come back to Flacco unless Lamar Jackson gets injured at this point, or if they're really in a hole and they say, you know what, Lamar Jackson's not helping us. Maybe, maybe it's against the Chargers or Buccaneers, and they say Lamar Jackson isn't getting this done. Let's put Flacco in and see what he does. That's the only way I think Flacco can redeem himself as a Ravens starting quarterback uh, going forward. But I don't think he has a future in Baltimore after twenty nine after this year unless Lamar Jackson gets hurt. If Lamar Jackson was to get hurt at any point during the rest of the season, postseason, and Flacco is still on the team, I think then Flacco stays, especially if it's a long-term injury. If it's a long-term injury like a torn ACL or something, then I don't think the Ravens have any choice but to keep Flacco. Other than that, though, I think he's gone. What is Flacco's future, though? Um, well, obviously, let's talk about the present first. He'll be the backup quarterback going forward into the playoffs, presumably as long as they make the playoffs. I'm not really convinced anymore that they will. I thought they would as long as they brought Joe Flacco back. I am not convinced they're going to make the playoffs with Lamar Jackson, especially with the way the wild card um, race is tightening up. If Pittsburgh just turns on a dime here and wins out, then I don't know. I don't really think the Ravens could win. When, when the Well, they won't be able to win the division if the, if the Steelers win out. I don't think the Ravens can get in the playoffs um, without winning the division if Lamar Jackson's the quarterback. I think that gives them the best chance. I don't think they'll win the wild card based on how the other teams are playing. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a very difficult... Um, it'll be a very difficult stretch now, and we'll have to see how, how it plays out. But, but Joe Flacco's future, I don't think it's in Baltimore... Um, I think that's pretty consensus at this point. I think that he has a few teams that he could go to, you know, and say, um, you know, be there for a couple of years, or he could retire. Obviously, the injuries are taking a toll on him. Uh, he's got a big family now. I think retirement is in the cards, um, but I don't know if he'll choose it. So there are some teams I think he could go to. I could It could be the Denver Broncos, although I really don't know because Case Keenum is still there, and we're not really sure what they're going to do with him. It could be the Washington Redskins who just saw 
Alex Smith to go through a gruesome injury and does not look good for him coming back. It could be the New York Giants who might want to stopgap after Eli Manning, assuming he retires this year. And it could be the Jacksonville Jaguars who are moving on from Blake Bortles. They have a talented roster already ready to go. And I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars could be probably the best spot for Joe Flacco. And I think that, could, that he could put them in playoff contention, Super Bowl contention immediately if he goes there. Um, we'll have to see how it plays out. I, I don't, really don't know what will go on, but I have heard rumors that the Jacksonville Jaguars are interested in trading for Flacco. These are just rumors. I don't know for sure, but that's what I've heard. So that'll probably be his, you know, it's way too preliminary to say, but I think that would be his best bet to go into another team uh, for next year. If he remains in the league, there is, of course, a chance of retirement. Um, again, where does the, this relieve the Ravens in playoff chances? Um, regard, if we just throw out Lamar Jackson and, and Joe Flacco. Um, oh, and actually, before we talk about the playoff chances, I do want to mention that at right tackle, um, Orlando Brown has won the starting job over James Hurst, who is coming back from injury. Um, I think they'll move James Hurst probably to guard to replace Alex Lewis for a little bit. Um, you know, this was coming, uh, Orlando Brown Jr., Really done very well at right tackle, and I think he'll be a, a very good right tackle moving forward for the Ravens. But this is how he'll be, um, you know, how it'll be on the offensive line moving forward. You've got, you know, Ronnie Stanley at left tackle. You've got um, probably James Hurst at left guard, assuming they don't put Alex Lewis back there, Mascara at, at center, Marshall Yonda at right guard, and now you've got Orlando Brown capping your offensive line off at the right tackle position. But back to the Ravens' playoff chances. Um, obviously, Baltimore has a higher percentage chance to win the division now with the Steelers losing to the Oakland Raiders. Um, it's not a very good look for the Steelers. They lost to the Oakland Raiders, at now 3-10 Oakland Raiders in Oakland. Uh, they still have the New, New Orleans Saints to play and the New England Patriots to play. So this is by no means a, a done deal in the division. If the Ravens win two games and the Steelers lose two games, the Ravens win a division. The Ravens have the Buccaneers and Browns, who are not going to be easy wins, but they should be wins for the Ravens at this point. Uh, the, I think they'll still lose to the Chargers. As long as Pittsburgh loses against the, the, the Saints and the Patriots, then they should be able to, um, well, they'll probably be out of the playoffs at that point. Um out of the division race entirely at that point, and I think they'll be out of the playoffs. But it all depends on what Pittsburgh do, does moving forward. Of course, they are a half game ahead of the Ravens if they win out. They're in the play in the playoffs no matter what. Uh, but if they lose two, and the Ravens, sorry, and the Ravens win two, then I think well, not that, that I think then the Ravens would get in the playoffs uh, as the division winner. But for the wild card, the Ravens did see the Titans, Colts, and Dolphins all tighten the gap between them. Uh, the Ravens hold a tiebreaker for now, but you know Baltimore's going to have to win out if they really want to win this wild card. You know this is all for the sixth seed, so one of these teams could very well. They're all at seven and six. I think one of them at least is going to go ten and six. So the you know it's going to be very difficult for the Ravens to win the wild card. I think Baltimore's best bet to make the playoffs will come from the division. Um, obviously, the wild card race is tightening up, and of course the division is going to be a lot easier with the Pittsburgh Steelers faltering. Okay, so to wrap up the episode, we are going to talk about the three key matchups to the Buccaneers game. Um, this game is not going to be as easy as some may expect. The Buccaneers, although they're not that great, they have a very good offense. I believe they're number one in the league in, in total points um, gained. Of course, they're not gaining a whole lot of wins off of that uh, off of that formula. But the Ravens, obviously, are going to have to shut down the, the Buccaneers' offense because if this turns into a shootout, it's going to be very difficult with Lamar Jackson on the field to put up a whole lot of points. So the Baltimore Ravens, um, I think the first thing, the first matchup they're going to have to win is going to be Jimmy Smith versus Deshaun Jackson. I'm just assuming Jimmy Smith here is going to be paired up on Deshaun Jackson. It could be Marlon Humphrey or Brandon Carr, but I think Jimmy Smith will be the man. Um, 
you know, for the day. Um, on, on, on Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson obviously is a burner down the field. He's going to get you a lot of yards down the field. I think Jimmy Smith is going to have to tighten up on him. Same thing with Marlon Humphrey versus Mike Evans. Mike Evans is a big-bodied receiver. He can go up and grab the ball. Marlon Humphrey has to do a lot of what he did um, in the Falcons game against uh, Julio Jones and other receivers like Calvin Ridley. Um, he's got to really you know, make sure that, that Mike Evans doesn't do a whole lot to um, to really injure this team. He's going to go up and get the ball, um, so Marlon Humphrey has to do a lot of great coverage on him. And I think the third and final matchup will be uh, Lamar Jackson versus the Buccaneers front seven. If the Buccaneers can shut down the run, they can shut down Lamar Jackson. That's the simple truth. Um, if that happens, then the Ravens offense is in a lot of trouble. Um, but I think if Lamar Jackson can best the Buccaneers front seven, Jimmy Smith can best Deshaun Jackson, and Marlon Humphrey can best, best Mike Evans, I think the Ravens should be able to pull off this victory uh, on Sunday and get to seven. I'm sorry, eight and six, and in prime position to fight down the stretch for the playoffs here. Okay, so that's it for today's episode of Nest Talk. Uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, today's episode. You can find Nest Talk on Twitter at Nest Talk or find the Baltimore Feather on Twitter at the Baltimore Feather. You can like us on Facebook. Just search up Nest Talk and Baltimore Feather. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Chris Linfont. Uh, so I'll see you all next week. Um, hopefully the Ravens will get a victory this weekend, and we'll be able to talk about that victory a little bit more in depth than we were able to talk about the Chiefs game today. Um, have a great day, everybody, and as we approach Christmas, happy holidays. And Merry Christmas.